See in colour. 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 Welcome to another episode of the Sea in Colour podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we're doing quite well so far. We've got um, consistency through from the beginning of January. I hope you guys are all finding lockdown bearable wherever you are. Um, hopefully these podcasts are allowing you to sort of space out a little bit. Maybe you're listening whilst you're working or um, on a walk or what have you. But we've got an interesting one today. We've got, uh, we're joined by the most recurring guest, uh, Mr. Taylor Kingham. And uh, a friend and I, uh, who you have met before on the show, uh, will reveal in the show. Um, we've picked out six songs to kind of introduce um, to Tay that we know he hasn't heard of before. Um, and what we're trying to do is kind of um, introduce to a, a more alternative side of music. Um, I, I mean, I, I've expressed already my sort of heavy music influence and and that's kind of like my favorite genre but i feel like there's a lot of that kind of music that's um sort of under the umbrella of heavier or alternative music that is actually quite appealing to a wider audience than you might think and um taylor's definitely not a huge fan of heavy music but he is um he he carries quite an eclectic taste with him um so what we've asked him to do is listen to these be completely honest um, we discuss each song in detail, see how he feels, see how, you know, we felt about the songs um, and he gives them a rating. Um, so sit back, enjoy. And uh, there's I want to say, actually, before uh, we start the episode, um, there's a song in here um, called Leprous, which is uh, or sorry, by a band called Leprous called Below, which I've been desperate, desperate to try and get on the show so far. because it's, it's honestly one of my favorite songs at the moment. So I really hope you guys um, enjoy that but yeah thanks ever so much for listening don't forget to go and f- give us a follow um on at c dot in the color and i'll catch you in the next one big love mr taylor kingham welcome back hello thank you for having me back yeah most reoccurring um uh fuck right i guess start that again what's the word oh, for most that? reoccurring fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What's what's the what's the word for it? Guess. Guess. That's it. Yeah. Fucking guess. Yeah. Right, here we go. Right. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Lovely. Mr. Taylor Kingham, welcome back. Hello. Thank you for having me back. You're more than welcome. Most recurring guest of the Sea in Colour podcast. Um, but first time in 2021. How's the how's the new year treating you so far, friend? Um the same as the last year ended. <laughs> Stuck inside, trying to study, but rapidly procrastinating on every task i should be doing yeah well that's i kind of that's that's kind of a uni experience mate to be honest you're doing it right if you're if you're saying to yourself and kidding yourself that you're going to be doing work and then end up not doing it then you know and replacing it with playstation and drinking then i feel like you're you're doing uni the right way to be honest yeah it sounds how you guys described it (laughs) um how are you finding (laughs) how are you finding january exams have you had a huge amount to do Beforehand. I haven't had, I've had one hand in, um, it was like a booklet thing. Mm. Um, and that was it. I done an exam, but that was like a voluntary extra bit. Okay. Um, I haven't got any January exams, mate. It's oh, lovely. Good. Lovely. Hence why you have the time to come on for yet another 
podcast episode. Exactly. So the episode today, we've gone for something a little bit interesting again. So what I thought we'd do <coughs> is we've got a collection of songs that I do believe you would have never heard before. And the, the, these go down more the route of, I, I guess someone could say heavier genre. But they're not just, we're not just going to put some songs on, blow your head off and you're going to go, oh, I hate it all. So these are <laughs> a more, it's basically trying to build an appreciation for the genre. So you've got the genre in, in general, which is like alternative, heavier sort of stuff. But this is a very um, particular set of songs to hopefully embellish a very interesting side, which I do believe because you're not, you don't switch off completely for heavy songs. I mean, I wouldn't say you listen to heavy, screamy, screamy, heavy, heavy, um, but you are open. You're an open musically minded person, aren't you? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really have a dead set taste. It's quite eclectic. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's why I thought you'd yeah. be the best person um, to, to sit and, and kind of listen to these firsthand. Cause I think it's also interesting uh, a lot of the time on the podcast, we're kind of, I'm introducing songs maybe to the audience, but don't really get a reaction or it's my reaction to a song that I haven't heard. Whereas I think it will be a very interesting thing to kind of hear a first hand reaction uh, from someone such as yourself. And yeah. with this, I thought if I'm delving into that kind of side of music, uh, well, the most logical person to bring with me uh, to help me with this as Potentially, I guess you could say a co-host uh, to the show, for, for this episode anyway, uh, Mr. Sam O'Boyle. Welcome back, Mr. Sam O'Boyle. Hello, thank you for having me. That's a very no generous introduction. Yeah, well, just for this episode, mate, don't get too big-headed. Oh, what? Well. You're, you're back to normal. You're back to a normal <laughs> guest after this. But you're, I guess, in terms of if I wanted to bring anyone along to uh, introduce to an interesting taste of music, I th I'd say you're my, you're my first guy. Cool. Well, thank it. you. Appreciate yeah. that. Because I mean, it's funny because um, at least one of the songs that I'm bringing is actually one of the songs that you introduced me to, and I do feel like you've got yes. a very, um, I'd say, out of the two of us in this genre of music, you've got a, a better way of finding like the more interesting side of it. Sometimes I think. Yeah, I guess just trial and error. Yeah, <laughs> trial. I think uh, my problem is I think I. Um, I kind of leave it too quickly. I like hear it first off. Like I remember hearing Catch Fire um, yeah. and I thought, oh, uh, nah, it's not really me. It's not heavy enough or it doesn't have this. So it's a bit too happy and stuff. Then after listening to it a bit more, like, you know, giving it, giving it a chance. That was when yeah. I was like, okay, no, I love this. This is sick. Do you know what I mean? I also, yeah, I think you do that. And you also stick to things, you know, sometimes as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's comfort definitely comfort in sticking to what you know that i think that's what yeah. i mean is that you you have your comforts your creature comforts in terms of music mm -hmm. but you're not scared to sort of listen to something that at first hand might not be appealing but still try it whereas for me i think yeah i um um like i, I don't know where you say like ocd with it or sort of anal with it in terms of i'd be like mm. i hear something that's not quite following the trend of what i like and i'm like oh do you know what i mean yeah, I'd I have guess thought so, everyone's yeah. a bit like that. To be fair, yeah, There's, there is comfort in what you know, isn't there? With yeah, with particularly with music. But I don't, I don't listen to music probably as much as you guys. But when it's on in the background, I won't just switch off if it's something that I've never heard before. 
mm. but I won't sort of pay as much attention to if it's something that I have heard. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. And I think <clears throat> that's one of the kind of objectives with the podcast in its entirety was that that kind of um you you kind of don't if, if you're listening to the podcast you don't have a choice in a way to to listen to certain music that you might never have had any business listening to so it is that kind of which is weird because <laughs> i probably wouldn't want to do that i i'd fail too much out of my <laughs> comfort zone. but at the same time i love the idea of finding new music that i feel like i never would have found just by you know searching it just like pops up and i'm like oh I never would have found that, but that's so cool. Do you know what I mean? That's it, yeah. Well, that's, to, that's mm. the trial and error, isn't it? Because you might have pe- people that listen and you, you hear 20 tracks across a couple of episodes and 18 of them you think are crap and then two <laughs> yeah. you love. So Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. So we've bought um, three songs each, Sam and I, to show yeah. to Mr. Kingham. Um, so we want, we, you're not, we're not looking for you to please us, Tay. Uh, we're not going to be offended if you hear a song that you're not too much of a fan of, we, we want, might, um, we, <laughs> we might have some words with you afterwards. However, <laughs> we want, um, we want honesty, first impression, um, to the list that we've compiled. Like I said, three songs each, um, Sam and I discussed it before. We've put it in a specific order to try and change it up. So it's interesting for you guys listening as well. Um, and it'd be interesting to see what everyone thinks. So let's go with the first one. We're going to take it in turns. Um, I've got the wonderful honour of, of being first. So this is going to be a song. I think I'll just say something briefly on it. This was like when we were 17, 18. And like this was like a tingle track. I'd say a, t- a little tingle track, like mm-hmm. particularly towards the end. Um, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say out of all of them, this follows the trend of what the music we used to listen to back then the most. So... Definitely back then. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So so interesting things to come if you bear that in mind. So let's give it a listen, ladies and gentlemen. This is the first song. Seeing how how Tay fancies, I'll get quite enjoy listening to this one, I think. Haven't listened to it in a while. Uh, this is the Amity Affliction, and it's a song called Pittsburgh. Let's go. Shit. 
Lovely. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That was the Amity Affliction Pittsburgh. So, uh, first things first, Mr. Kingham, first honest impression. I'm interested honest in impression? Yeah. If I had to pick a song out of a lineup that encaptured what you guys used to listen to in sick form, it would have been that. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was honestly, as soon as the guy started singing, like the, the shouty bit, I was like, yeah. This fits the bill pretty bloody well. Um, yeah, I take. I, I wanted to know what 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 what's a tingly bit? What's a tingly song, Max? But I think I know. Is it the choir bit near the end? Yeah, yeah. Because it's, that that was really cool. I really like that. You like that? Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because just that, broke it up quite nicely, but still fit. It that I think that was always the interesting bit. I think I'd say for me, Sam. The, the mm-hmm. most interesting part of the song that you don't really expect and like because the chorus for me i always thought was epic not just because of the lyrics but like the melody and then to have yeah. such a dark subject matter sung by a choir of kids to then be sung underneath the chorus at the end when everything kicks in again that's like yeah. the classic like epic tingly bit you're like ah oh. yeah it, I, I still love that bit now to be honest yeah 100 percent I do feel personally, I do feel like I have grown out of that a little bit. Yeah. Like I listen to that song now and I, I, I haven't listened to it for quite a while and um, I still like it, but there's a lot of things that I don't like about it as well. Yeah. It's, it's weird actually. I'd say that I still, I still really like the, the melody of the chorus. Yeah. Um, and I still really like the epicness of the ending. Um, but there's just for me, there's just there's nothing like interesting going on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he's a good vocalist. The subject matter is really deep. The lyrics are really good. Um, I don't. I, see, I don't think the lyrics are that good, to be honest. No. no. Do you think? Do you think they're a bit too too bit, blatant? Quite a lot obvious? of it's quite quite bait, and yeah, I don't know. I was I, know. I was thinking that to be fair. I think the because we had the luxury of watching the video along with it, mm. that really helped it along. Mm. But. If to just listen to it, it's a little bit, um, what's the word? It's like stereotypical for that that type of music. I feel like, not that yeah. I listen to it that much, but if I had to pick, oh, it's going to be all like, I don't like myself, sling myself off a cliff, like da 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 da. That kind of thing, it fit it quite well, and the music video mm. involved that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Mm, it's interesting because I remember when that song came out, and I, I'm pretty sure I, you know, didn't think that it was typical of what we post-hardcore kind of no, emo kind all. of scene that that we were, we were sort of sort of music that we liked. But but you are right, it is typical. Do, do you <laughs> think the um the actually first I'd like to ask like Tay, what were your impressions of what the song was about? Just from that. Well, without getting like sort of what I said back along which i don't want to repeat because in hindsight that might have been a bit insensitive um but fella's not very happy so he's had a couple of tinnies and gone for a long walk effectively um and he's yeah i don't know why he's not very happy i i might have been taking notes when that bit was um approached um but yeah i guess was he religious there was like a church that themed quite heavily I don't know. Yeah, no, mate, but, you're um, right. Like, I come in to think of it. Like, I have no idea why he was depressed from the video. 
it yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't take you, doesn't explain why, does it? I don't think. No. no. Well, and I, that's pro- I, I feel like that's why it might be a bit sort of typical. Mm. If, it, if it went into some sort of a story and explained, you know. Yeah. There was no subtlety to it. Yeah. And I think that's probably why it's come across a little bit typical. And like, I think that, that's, that's what, um, th- that, that's where like the line between like genius in, if you imagine like the art of making music in terms of like trying to portray a feeling is one thing, but then writing it artistically is a whole other thing. Like yeah. ha- having, having the artistic talent to portray a certain feeling in general and, and channel that through music um, not only takes a lot of bravery, but also a lot of talent in itself. But then the 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 line where you you kind of cut the um, like the good from the great is when it's done with like an artistic style. Do you, does that make sense? It's whereas sort of, whereas it's for this, kind of... it, it's like a it's a very just like this is how I'm feeling, and it's literally in um, in plain sight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With music and and films and TV and everything, it's one thing portraying it from your point of view it's another thing entirely to make the listener or the viewer feel the same as you and like understand it from your side mm-hmm. do you know yeah, what i mean 100%. completely agree yeah I, and, and i think that um obviously the scene that kind of listened to this was like well when sam and i were listening to this we were like 17 18 um and the scene was prevalent around that kind of age. It was like that 14 to 18 sort of range. And I think, I think the, the lyrics and the style of music fit for someone feeling potentially this way in that age, but doesn't go further than that. You know, you can get songs now that um, if they're talking about, because this is basically the whole song is the, the lead singer having suicidal thoughts, effectively. Like this is what he's trying to channel in this song. Um, and, but I think people, when, you know, when people say like, oh, this song has, um, made me feel a certain way. I've really related to and connected to the song. And it's kind of made me like think about things and da, 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 da. Cause I've, re- I've really like, uh, connected with the song. This is not a song for adults to connect to feeling. This. No. Well, this is, you see from the video that he's showing himself as a young boy yeah. having yeah, these sort yeah, of feelings yeah, yeah. and he's now talking about them. And that's what they're trying to sort of, um, mm, yeah. yeah, connect I, with. That's that's that is their audience. Their audience is teenage, you know, yeah. teenage people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. That have those sort of same sort of feelings. So that's why they show that in the video as well. Exactly. Mm. Um, and I, th- it, it, it is interesting. It's like looking back now, actually, at like you said, Sam. Like neither of us have really given that song a listen in, in a while. And mm. looking back at how much I was like, this song is insane. <laughs> back when we were like 17 yeah. uh and looking how you how you feel now and that's obviously a completely different topic which we won't go into but like how when when bands change their their sound and you're like why why is their their sound developed and stuff well you look at this like i would have loved to be able to write a song like that when i was 17 i don't want to write a song like that now yeah 100 percent. you know um and that that's shows it. like why why <clears throat> when people progress and like their sound changes and you don't stay with it is because they might still cover this subject matter, uh, but you would have thought. I mean, I've I've never really listened to the Amity Affliction other than this song, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Me neither. But 
Mark would be the I, person to talk to on. on Mark, that, Mark would definitely, yeah. <laughs> Mark would definitely be the person to talk to about this one. But yeah, it's 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 a good song. It, overall, it's a good song. I mean, I what, didn't what, dislike it. Should, yeah. should we give? I think, like I think a, that's the thing for me. It's it sounds good. Yes. Yeah. And that's yes. about as far as I'd go, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a crowd pleaser. Like, if you went to a gig <clears> and you, they play songs at the start when, like, they're doing the kit change and stuff like that, and this song, that song came on, you'd be like, oh, yeah, come on. Do it's quite I mean? fun to sing along to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it does, that's... it sounds emotional, so you can get into it. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. let's go for it. Should we do a Kingsy gauge out of 10 yeah. then? Yeah. Uh, music alone music alone like overall yeah. say if you're um rotten tomatoes should we do a, like what rotten tomatoes do a percent don't they they do a percent they out of 100 so well, we, I'll, I'll, all right i'll do King, kingsy's tomatoes rotten kingsy kingsy's tomatoes all right um <laughs> rotten kingsy <laughs> rotten. <laughs> rotten. oh uh, um 68% it's it's not quite it's not quite a first Sure. Um, sure. For the music alone, it's um, it's listenable. It's good. If yeah. it would come on in the gym and you're working out, it get the job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not like I wouldn't go out of my way, or like if I was at like a small gathering with my mates or whatever, socially distanced, of course. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't suggest this necessarily. No, that's fair. Yeah, would no, you listen to it again or not? Enough. If it come on and I was running, I wouldn't skip it. Okay, yeah. but you're not actively going to li- take it away and listen to it. I probably won't go out of my way to listen to it again. That's fair enough. It's a very honest opinion, and that's why yep. we've chosen you, Kingsley, because you're mm. you're an honest and brutal bloke. I mean, if you were, um, <laughs> if if you were dating a girl and you said rate me out of ten, and she said uh, six point eight, you think like, all right, so I'm a pretty like average looking bloke. So that's kind of the yeah. rating you've given this song. So that's absolutely fair enough. So yeah. first song, Amity Affliction, Pittsburgh. Uh, Kingsley's Tomatoes rating of 68%. So over to you, Mr. O'Boyle, for mm-hmm. the second uh, okay. second, second choice. Um, so my first one that I want to suggest is completely different to Amity oh, Affliction. Um, the song is Goose by Polyphia. Okay. Um, I know I'm pretty certain Tay hasn't listened to Polyphia before, they ha- but I'm pretty certain we've had them, or sorry, you've had them on the podcast before, maybe playing Goat at some point. Uh, potentially, yeah. I potentially. thought when you said you've had them on the podcast, I was like, yeah, I did an interview with them back last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, basically, for a bit of context, Tay, um, Plifio, like a, a instrumental prog. It's like math core, for, formally, it? formally metal, but sort of drifting towards more rock and also some hip-hop influences. And you'll definitely cool. hear the hip-hop influences in this song. Um, because this okay. is this this was on their most hated EP, and this is when they first sort of tr- started bringing in those kind of hip hop beats and other elements as well. Before yeah, okay. this, it was kind of it was still a bit more metal based. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. I remember when I heard this song for the first time, and I was blown away by it. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully you'll like it, and uh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's that's, go. That's good enough to go. Yeah, good enough to go. So, um, Sam's first choice, the second song of um, the the podcast episode. This will be uh, a band called Polyphia and a song called Goose. Let's give it a listen. Yeah. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That was Goose by Polyphia. Taylor, uh, how are you feeling? Yeah. I'll be honest. I was not expecting something like that from you two. <laughs> I, I kind of I prepared myself this morning when I got up thinking, right, I'll, I'll make sure I turn my speakers down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've hit me with something like this which well that's what well, that's what we've wanted to do mate we've wanted to take you by surprise and you have it's yeah. it's baffled me a little bit it's yeah my my instant thought um other than this isn't at all what i was expecting yeah um was it sounds like a song from an advert that they've just decided to release the full version of okay not in like <laughs> a bad way yeah, yeah yeah it's like you know you get them adverts there's, I'll, I'll tell you a little story. Um, you know, I really like the Black Keys. They're probably my favourite band. Yeah. Sure. Well, the first bit of track I ever heard from them was um, an advert for Cobra Beer. And it was Love like the main Cobra. hook for um, Gold on the Ceiling, which is probably one of their more famous songs. Um, and that's how I got into them. Okay. And I feel like you could easily do that with this band. If this was like, <clears throat> no, I get it that this is for like grey goose that's why it's called goose mm. um if this was like a grey goose advert song <laughs> and you liked it <laughs> yeah you liked the advert you would be like oh i wonder who does this da, 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 da. and then you could get into their stuff mm-hmm. sure um saying that it also suffers from I, I i just didn't feel like it really went anywhere i felt like it was missing something okay really i liked yeah, it yeah, yeah. yeah like it was good, but it was definitely, it was either stretched out for a little bit too long or it fell victim to like the main thing of the band is that they're instrumental. Um, sure. It, I yeah, liked yeah. it. I like, I preferred it to what we had just listened to the Pittsburgh song. Okay. Um, but, it, and I would go out of my way to listen to that again. Um, and That's I good. do have a rating number. Don't worry. Yeah, um, lovely. So a, cool. a Taylor's tomatoes, Kingsley tomatoes. Sorry, Percentage. I would I would give it a Kingsley tomato of seventy two. Seventy two. I would play okay. it in the background while I'm doing stuff. Yeah, but it wouldn't have like my full attention. Okay, attention. I think my my reaction to to your reaction. I was going to say a response. Mm. Um, I can I can understand what you're saying. I think it's really hard to get a balance when you're an instrumental band. It's really hard to get a balance of of the song actually going somewhere um, Mm. and being the right length when you've got no vocals to sort of guide it. Um, And also I think like as a guitarist and same with you, Max, um, we can like get it a bit more possibly. I was going to say the appeal for Polyphia, the the appeal for Polyphia isn't actually the song in its entirety. Like for that song, I enjoy it. But the thing that appeals more to me is actually the talent behind the guitar playing rather than the actual song. Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's both. If if you, I'm not saying Tay has absolutely zero musical talent or musical like, <laughs> you know, instrument knowledge or whatever. <laughs> but for, if someone didn't, um, I can understand why the song might not quite appeal as much. Sure. Do you know what I mean? To someone, yeah, 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 someone yeah. that does. Yeah, I was well, bored, and I can definitely appreciate. Um, like the skill that goes into something like that. Yeah. It's just, I struggled to sort of, I don't know, um, follow where it was going with it. Yeah. See, to me, like I, I 
do follow like I, like for one i love the drop like it's it's completely mm. different to their previous stuff like because the stuff that they did before this was like a bit more metally like it was it was all instrumental all the same but you know it was, it was heavier it had some chuggy bits and some heavy you know metal drums and stuff um whereas yeah. this like is obviously like towards hip-hop but it's kind of um like almost like not not dubstep but you know what i mean it's that like sort of electronic kind of influences and then they go from here they then go on to even more hip-hop based stuff and i think get better but i remember just when i heard the song like blown away by it because I hadn't heard anything like it before, but when no. when the drop comes in, and then when you get to the bridge as well, the melody's in there, and then the melody from the bridge, and then it goes through to the outro section, and it's just the leaves in that, just gorgeous. Like so, I think it's got like a bit of everything. Yeah, hundred mm. uh, percent, and, and I do think it's one of those things, like what you and I were saying, Sam, in a in an earlier episode about um, the, the idea of me presenting you with some Eminem songs because on the face of it you listen to it and you're like oh okay it's all right I probably wouldn't actively listen to it but then mm -hmm. once you get introduced to it in the terms of the talent so like go running through the lyrics running through the double entendres and and you know the alliteration the way he's written it that's when you actually start to really begin to love the song and I think yeah. that one thing with Polyphia which makes it niche is not just the sound like the sound itself is niche and I feel like they're one of the um figureheads for that kind of thing Definitely. like if, if someone yeah. now like it's kind of like a trend they cut um like some people call it like math core because it's so like uh difficult so to technical. play it's so technical mm -hmm. and yeah. whenever someone says math core someone instantly that like, your first port of call is polyphia do you know what i mean yeah. like they're not the only yeah. band doing it don't get me wrong um but, I, I no, you're right. They're not, but I think they are almost the trendsetters with it. Yeah, ah, hundred percent. They were the Tim, first band, Tim Henson. Tim Henson is yeah. the lead guitarist. Yeah, um, yeah, they were the first band I'd heard that were doing this sort of thing. And then since then, you know, that you've heard more and more bands that do this kind of instrumental guitar, that, that, you know, telling the story without the vocals. Yeah. Um, but they they have always done it best, in my opinion. Yeah, sure, and and, and they've um, also yeah, like, progressed as well in terms of sound sure exactly and i think also like even just when, when you get to the nitty-gritty like again sam and i being guitar enthusiasts and um tay not being like listening to that song even just the things geeking out about their tone do you know what i mean yeah, I like that's yeah. something that tay just uh, well I, I i don't know tay if like the sound of their guitar at, at one point pinged up in your head and you're like oh that sounds kind of not like the melody yeah. But like the, the actual bit, tone of of how they're playing, like the like the like the higher pitch bit, like the mm. yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's a shocking impression. But <laughs> it was <laughs> it, that sort of bit is sort of still in my head, and I wonder if if that yeah, sort bridge, of the bridge if, section, yeah, mm. I yeah, wonder if that, they're more that, that music or that type of music or polyphia themselves. I wonder if they're like for me or first time listeners to it, they're going to be more growers. Like yeah, if yeah. you give Possibly, it another yeah. two or three listens and then tried another couple of their songs or whatever, yeah. you'd get they, into it. More it was, more. it was for me. Um, They've I got first... such diversity as well across yeah. albums, which is what's great. They, their album they released before this Renaissance is like, yeah, more, like I said before, more metal theme, but it's, it's, it's got some amazing melodies in it and it's quite yeah. epic as well. Yeah, and then yeah. this EP is like, like I said, the first kind of, more poppy, hip hoppy, electronic sort of stuff, and then from mm. there, 
they, they've gone even more down the hip hop route and some of the stuff is incredible mm. yeah um, because I heard this song for the first time when we were doing the Handbucker podcast you brought it on right. and, and we listened to it uh, and okay. I remember I enjoyed it but I was just like oh, it's just not really like what it, it, literally the thing we were talking about at the beginning in terms yeah. of I've got like my constraints of this kind of music and I find it really difficult for that sort of thing to appeal immediately and mm-hmm. I agree with you Tay that the, it's definitely if it doesn't grip you straight away, it still has the potential to grip you. You've, you've just got to give it a bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got to listen to it a couple of bit, like explore the band in its entirety as well. And I think it's one of those ones where if it doesn't grip you immediately, what does start to grip you is like when you dive deeper into them, your overall appreciation for the talent and the band, then overall arcs your love for that kind of music. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. I feel um, like that could be said for a lot of non-pop music music genres, though. Sure, there has to be a certain degree of like patience and willingness, like to want to like it, or like yeah. to at least yeah. give it yeah. more than one chance. Yeah, um, and this yeah. probably will sum that up quite well. Yeah, definitely. Well, it was it's a very um, very interesting one to bring to the table. I think when mm. Sam and I were discussing, uh, Polyphia was definitely an artist we were thinking of bringing to this list of six because they are so they're obviously they're included in this kind of i don't know what you call it this um umbrella of music we're trying to introduce but they're definitely part of the the more interesting part of it uh not to say all the other all the other bits aren't interesting but it's it's a very diverse diverse sound um yeah well to be honest like polyphia nowadays like i wouldn't even necessarily put them in the metal bracket almost at all the only reason no. they would be is because they're guitar and drums and yeah you know there's not much that is metal about them anymore no, no exactly um which makes it very interesting to listen to um so we're, we're we're two songs through uh we've got the third song um we've got a singer in this one tay so you, oh got, excellent got lyrics um, I didn't have a problem with there being no singer. I like classical <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, no, exactly. But, uh, carry on. I've yeah. Carry no, on. No, that's all right. It's all right. So we've got <laughs> the, the, the third song. We're getting halfway through. Um, it's a band that this is the one that I mentioned earlier, Catch Fire, um, by a band called Periphery that um, Sam introduced me to. This was another song, actually. I give you um, it's kind of a, a pre-warning. At first, it didn't really sit well with me. Um, okay. And I, but I think that's because of my constraints of this genre. And then once I kind of grew up a bit and I was like, I do want to diversify what I listen to and, and what I appreciate because you're missing out on so much, like so much good stuff and talent from not allowing yourself to listen to it. Periphery mm. are definitely one of those bands that you are seriously missing out if you're not at least trying to give them a go. Um, I think the thing for me for this song is like it, it's it's got a bit of different time signatures so it's kind of interesting to listen to it's not just like a 4-4 four, four groove that's just you know flows nicely it's like a, a, it's quirky to listen to um, interesting dynamic because they've got three guitarists rather than t- the typical two or sometimes one um, and um, Sam you'll know the uh, the lead singer uh, what's um, yeah um Spencer something. Is it Spencer, Spencer something? Might be. Spencer I was literally Sotelo. looking at you Sotelo, for the full I name because I, I wouldn't even be able to correct you if you said it slightly wrong. 
Um, I think it's Spencer Sotelo, but I'm not Spencer Sotelo. We'll go with that. But he he's got phenomenal voice, um, and I think for really me, different, really really different. And I think the the thing that appealed to me for this song immediately. So I listened to this song, and I was like, I kind of like it, kind of like it, kind of like it. And then the ending was the bit that appealed to my constraints of music, and then I appreciated the song in its entirety. So I'll leave you with that. Uh, we'll go for the third song now. Uh, so this is Catch Fire, the third song on the podcast today uh, by a band called Periphery. Let's give it a listen.
And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That was Catch Fire Periphery. I've just had to shake off the, the tingles I've got running down my back from that end bit there. Um, King, first impression, go. First impressions. Again, I wasn't really expecting that. I mean, the end bit, the tingly bit that you said, yeah. um, was more sort of how I imagined like today was going to go. Sure. Um, okay. Having said that, I really liked it. Did you? It was kind of like my first thought, particularly the first 30 seconds, and then like there's breaks in between. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of like, and bear with me on this, like a like a modern interpretation on the 80s if the 80s were heavier. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, do you know yeah. what? It's like... Yeah. Because the guy, when he's not screaming and stuff, he sounds a little bit like George Michael. And <laughs> I wouldn't say I, I know enough George Michael to make the comparison. I only know Careless Whisper. I guess I kind of know mm. what you mean. It's His voice it's, is so unique. It's a really it's nice higher voice. register. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a really, it's higher, but it's still quite masculine. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I haven't got much written down because I just was just enjoying listening to it. Yeah. What What well, do you yeah, think of like the, um, particularly I think the 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 two poignant things of the chorus and the 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 ending there, as well. Mm. The chorus is cool. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I'll, I'll just I just liked it. Yeah. I yeah, liked yeah, it. I, I was expecting Good. it to go to another level sooner than like the last 20 seconds or so. Um, See, that would be flat. That's probably because I have like a preconceived yeah. idea of what you guys like. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, this, this is the, probably the softest, softest. and most poppy song on this album. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Cause it it's is quite felt like it was, it's like a soft entry into the, the genre yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah. 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 Very much so. I was looking at the, um, uh, like a, a on, on reddit they've got like a prog metal uh forum and i was right. looking at people like talking about it and they're like everyone was saying like oh they love it da, 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 da. and people were saying this would be the song i'd show as an introductory song to periphery because mm. it samples yeah, yeah. it samples a lot of what they're about like it doesn't sound out of context do you know what i mean if you listen to no, the album it doesn't no. sound out of context it sounds very periphery but was well, because you it is a gateway song isn't it yeah, it's because you'd you'd listen to the rest of the album, or you know even other periphery albums as well, um, and you would hear elements of Catch Fire, yeah, you know mixed around, chucked around in different songs. So it, sure. like you say, it's consistent. The album is consistent. This song doesn't sound out of place. No, um, and like you say, it's, it's gateway because it's got it's almost like it's got all the accessible bits of periphery in one song. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, it's got the um, like I said, it's got that proggy feel. Um, mm -hmm. it's very driven by um, the bass like the boom 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 yeah. boom so that that kind of gives it its flow even when the drums are sort of boom ga ga boom ga ga do you know what I mean like it, that you, that you're not bopping to the drums because the drums yeah. are quite like um, I, don't, I don't know like uh, I don't know how to explain it because they're, they're playing in a kind of different time signature it's difficult just to bop to the drums, whereas the bass keeps the flow, which is a really interesting mix. Mm -hmm. But then, mm. like you said before we played the song, Sam, like his voice is incredibly unique because I think it's interesting, uh, Tay, that you said 
it still sounds masculine. Um, because when you look at some of the other voices that are in this higher register that sometimes appeal to this in like this umbrella genre, whether I'm thinking of like the like the likes of uh, Kellen Quinn and uh, and Pierce the Veil and things like that, and mm. you have these voices like I remember when I was listening to a couple of songs by them, and my mum would think like it was a female singer, whereas I think that's what what that's what makes it so unique because he's singing in such a um, high register for a male. But he's yeah. still got that. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. That maybe it's the, a bit, like the American-y. Yeah, and I, I just, for me personally, I just love the tingle that I get is from like when the when the chorus comes in at the end. You've got like a bit of like violin coming in and like strings and shit, mm. and then the note he hits where he says feels so right, like because yeah. that's the coolest <clears throat> bit of the chorus where he's like. The, the chorus melody is so good and it's when, when he just goes like it feels so right like it's cool like it breaks up the chorus in really like cool way um, thing but I think then the fact that he goes for it about periphery like as a whole like they're all so technically gifted like like Max sure. said earlier on there's three guitarists that are all insane guitarists and all bring mm. slightly different things and then the bassist Nolly who who isn't a full time member of the band but he I think he records and tracks and then I don't think he tours with them but he does like production and things like that yeah. Um, they all they all said like he's the he's the best guitarist in the band that he plays bass, no, um, which is insane. So you, like the, the level of like yeah musicianship is unreal. Yeah, and you can feel that throughout the song. Like everything is like all the structure and like the way they you know arrange everything is like oh so the arrangement yeah intelligent, which is really yeah. cool. And that going back to what you were saying about his voice, and I think this is the same across the band with everything that they do. There's just like a a confidence across everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like his voice, it sounds masculine and it sounds like, because everything is deliberate, everything he's doing is like free and confident, but meant to be there. But yeah. So like all thought, like the little oohs, ah, and stuff Yeah, like I was going to say. A lot of, you listen to that sometimes and be like, what is he doing? But I don't think you get that with him. You just listen to it and you're like. It's like when the, when the second verse comes and he goes, oh yeah, sure is howling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like when it's he's just when a confidence to like yeah. have that kind of sound. Yeah. It's like fucking go yeah. for it, Jeeves. Like I saw it's one awesome. bit on the, um, um, the forum on the reddit page and someone said like i never thought i'd explain a periphery song as sexy and that yeah. is like it is the sexiest like periphery song isn't it it's like yeah i don't know the whole like it's got it's yeah, just got that feel to it. it it is sassy yeah, it is, it is yeah, sassy. but it that is. comes sassy is confidence isn't it if someone's yeah. sassy mm -hmm. you could either say it's just because they're like being i don't know irritated or something or, or sass can come from an overwhelming sense of confidence you know hmm. um so, yeah, no, incredibly interesting song. What's the um, what's the Kings and Tomatoes? I've gone for a very respectable eighty-four. Eighty-four. Oof. So we're going up. It's uh, going definitely up. definitely the highest so far. I'll be impressed if something tops it because that was that was quite to my taste, to be honest. Okay, um, okay, very. That's very interesting, actually. So, mm. I, I and I'm looking at the lineup, Sam, and I'm thinking yep. we, I, I'm thinking we might be able to top that. You know. Oh yeah, I, I think I think not. But I'm not saying we're about to hit him with like a 98. I'm saying, I'm saying 85. What did you just say? Sorry, Tay. 85. 84, four. mate. 85, yeah. So 85. I don't think is unobtainable from the next three. I, I, 
but then I'm thinking for me. <laughs> I'm thinking personally <laughs> for me. I'm not. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I this is when the I, next ones don't even touch seventy. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, do you know what I? I think is yeah. Considering Tay's given that an eighty-four, and he said that's his favourite so far. I think. I think. I think the penultimate there's, there's potential. song. My last one. I feel like yeah, might because of because of the classical stuff. That yeah, Tay I, I think Ooh. my my two. I think Tay will like, but I'm not sure if he'll love them or not. Yeah, I, I think, think I will, think but... this next one could be. It's a bit like this could be a bit of a marmite one. It could be you either he like he's like yeah this is sick, or it could be like oh I just didn't really do a huge amount. Yeah, you know so. Speaking of that one, track four of the playlist. Track four is Bring Me the Horizon, Blessed with a Curse. Oh, interesting. Um, so I'm pretty sure you would have listened to Bring Me the Horizon before, too. Yeah. Um, but you would probably have listened to more recent stuff from That's the Spirit up to Ammo and then even uh, later than that, possibly. So Throne. Throne. Okay, so stuff that's, stuff that's been shown on the radio in the last Throne, sort of three or four yeah. years that's like Throne was last yeah. that's the spirit wasn't it uh, I believe so yeah yeah yeah. Um, okay that's that's what I was expecting and kind of hoping because um, <clears throat> I don't know if you sort of knew or you may have been aware but Bring the Horizon came from a very different place to where <laughs> they are now <laughs> yeah <laughs> like a lot of I, their uh, early stuff was, was I'm aware I remember you guys saying pretty heavy yeah. yeah a lot of screaming almost death quarry, uh, yeah. really fast blast beats and to the, carnage, to the point basically. where Ollie Sykes fucked his voice for a good like few years as a result. Yeah. Um, super heavy. Um, and yeah, basically the album Sempaternal um, is one of my absolute favorite albums, one of Max's favorite albums. It's all a masterpiece. Time, all the time. Not Everything. just Bring Me the Horizon as in like overall arcing. Yeah, like, overall metal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unreal. And the reason I chose this song is because I wanted to sort of go back towards early uh, earlier bring me um mm. and i was looking at sem paternal and i thought you know what like this album's amazing but i feel like you if you like this song then in your own time if you listen to sem paternal you will be you will just love it all yeah basically because okay. i feel like blessed with the curse is from the album before that there is a hell yeah believe me i've seen it um and it's almost like from from that album it's like it, I, I think it could also be if there was some, some slight changes, possibly. But it could also be in in Sempaternal. It's kind of yeah. It's quite. It's, it's quite like similar. the gateway to that album, isn't it? Because this, like you said, I this think was so. the album. It's before. like it's almost in between. It's it's softer than their than their normal stuff from from that mm-hmm. era, um, but it's got some heavy elements still, and it's kind of like in between almost. And it's just yeah, it's a lot of emotion in the song. I was going to say, I think I feel like bits going on. I haven't explored the entirety of. Bring Me The Horizon's like early discography, like song to song, I'll admit. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the three songs from this album from 2010, There Is A Hell, Believe Me, I've Seen It, There Is A Heaven, Let's Keep It Secret. Um, it Never Ends, Alligator Blood, and then Blessed With A Curse. Those were the well, three that kind of stood well, it, out. It Never Ends is, is my favourite Bring The Horizon song. Yeah, yeah. And that's Incredible. on that album. Yeah. But it's quite different. So I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't play that for you because no. I don't think you... It's not really... A, an entry song in the, yeah okay, no where, whereas I, I i agree that blessed with a curse is probably the most um emotionally driven song mm-hmm. in a way and and then that's kind of what i think i think it's because of the the style of uh vocals that they use 
because that's what Sepitel is a lot more driven by this kind of sound, isn't it? Like yeah, this sort of is. like, um, I don't know what you like, fry screaming, I think they call it. So instead well, of like proper heavy screaming, it's that sort of But there of is like, a hell as, as a lot of that in as well. Yeah. But all, yeah, even true. even before then, even Suicide Season has this style of vocals in some points. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Um, well, let, let, let's give it a listen. Let's see. Um, so the, the objective for the rest of the show, uh, potentially... If we can, is to an, uh, achieve an eighty-five. But I don't want you. I don't want you being a crowd pleaser here, Tay. Man, and, yeah, and be honest. If you don't, five. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be honest. You if, if you listen to this song and it's garb, then it's garb, mate. You know, you're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong, but you think it's garb. So um, let's go for forty percent. So we're Sweet. we're going for some <laughs> um, early. Bring me the horizon. I beg to anyone that's listening to this and has caught Bring Me the Horizon in their newest stuff um, and enjoyed it. Um, to uh, although you might not be into the heavier stuff, maybe visit this song and give a visit to the Sepaternal because that is, um, yeah, just it, an incredible work of art. Um, but this is the track eleven from Bring Me the Horizons album. There is a hell. Believe me, I've seen it. There is a heaven. Let's keep it a secret. Back from twenty ten, so eleven years ago now. Uh, this is blessed with a curse. <laughs> Yeah. 
was the fourth track of this six track playlist uh, blessed with a curse f- by bring me the horizon brought to us by sam o'boyle taylor kingham what were your first impressions um that was more along the lines of what i was expecting um Interesting. i feel like the the initial sort of minute to two minutes where if you took the chorus out of it if you showed it to someone who was instantly turned off by the idea of this sort of music, they would use that bit as an example for why, because it could have come across a little bit cringy. If you weren't open-minded, that bit when he's trying to do, when he's sort of like semi-screaming, I guess you call it, I don't know, with like the soft guitar in the background, there was something a little bit about that to me that didn't quite sit right that's really but that's the only negative i've got yeah the rest of it it's good the, the chorus was cracking i really enjoyed that and the end bit when it like crescendoed to a massive finish yeah and then tailed off really nicely but kept yeah. like the volume and like but then went back to the softer guitar and the sort of softer shouting that fit better in that stage of the song than it did the, the earlier stages Really I, I really liked it and i liked you how think, it like built and crescendoed do you think looking like when you've listened to the whole song do you like mm. get the first bit more rather than listening to it yes. from the beginning for the first time yeah yeah it, once you listen to the whole track because i'm writing notes as we're listening yeah so listen to the whole track i i get the earlier bit now but yeah. my initial thoughts were if if someone was like if you were trying to introduce someone to this type of music, bearing in mind, I'm quite open to it. Mm-hmm. If, if they were like, if they had this preconceived idea that they just weren't going to like it at all, 
yeah. that first bit would probably back up what they were saying. Yeah, that's because really it could have come across a little bit, I don't know, cringy? Is that the word? I don't know. I know but what you mean. Was... I know what you mean, I think. I think thinking about it, there's like Sam and I have a bit of a naivety because we just fucking love this kind of music. And <laughs> <laughs> I think I think our first thought when Sam when we were when Sam said bring me the horizon, bless with the curse, I was like, yes. Because I was like, it's another kind of my thinking was it's a gateway one because it's like got the heavy elements and the sick elements that we love, but it's also got this really gorgeous guitar. But it's mm-hmm. interesting that that was actually one of its like downfalls potentially for introducing it to someone because I think what maybe we didn't notice in the first instance is that that's a very um, open and honest isn't the right word. I want to say like screaming the way he was screaming, but with music composed like that with a clean guitar is very vulnerable. Um, and that's yeah. what I think makes it potentially cringy if you don't get it. If mm. you don't get, if you're thinking like, why is he screaming? If he's screaming over a track like that, it's cringy. And I, I don't think I, it that would have ever occurred to me that that would be like a thought process for someone, but I completely no. understand where you're coming <coughs> from with that. Um, I don't know. Would you have, would you have thought of that, Sam? Like when you, were you thinking the same as me? Like, oh, it's got the heavy elements, but like the clean guitar. So it's a good kind of gateway. Yeah. Because to me that those, yeah, you're right. It probably is a bit of naivety because because it's what we listen to, it's what we like. But yeah, sure. like those those sort of cleaner sections, like I don't consider them as heavy at all, no. even though he's screaming kind of in them. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say <laughs> I, that's I consider heavy, them right? as like as like yeah bits that no. someone that isn't as into the music might might be able to yeah. access. But yeah, but yeah, I get yeah. it. I do understand when you come back and what you just said. Like yeah. I would, yeah, I personally wouldn't say cringy. But no, I understand I, why it's like you don't like it so much. Maybe it was mm. I, I, cringy. Is probably not un, uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Maybe. I, I understand well, there, what you there mean. May be, there yeah. may be an element of that that they're trying to get across. Yeah, I, once you listen to the whole you know? song, it fits and it's fine. But because yeah. it is unsettling, like I say, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. unsettling. Yeah. It's really yeah, exposed. I think that's, it exposes Oh, I see what voice. you mean. You mean cring- cringy, not so much in the sense that you're saying like o- awkward. You're meaning it like it's like making you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, like you it are cringing. It, like it, it doesn't it feels weird. Yeah, it feels weird because it didn't. When it's that sort of soft guitar, you don't expect someone to be like screaming over the top of it. Yeah. See, where is Sam and, and, and I? Vice versa. Yeah. 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 yeah that's it, for yeah. someone who hasn't like listen to it as much as you guys you don't yeah. expect them to fit like hand in hand see that's because that's the interesting part of this kind of music because it's like you don't just get clean with clean heavy with heavy that's mm. when it starts getting really interesting i personally for me when listening to a song and it's like clean guitar and then heavy vocals or vice versa when you have like um clean vocals kind of like a bit a little bit like periphery periphery not being like the he- heavy i'm maybe talking about but like he's got very soft vocals in some bits but it's still like a proggy driven do you know what i mean um yeah and those are elements that i think make the dynamics of this kind of genre interesting but it's interesting that that's actually a little bit unsettling as a first time listener and i do i think um that blessed with a curse 
not not necessarily Brimley as a whole, but Blessed of a Curse is quite comparable to Pittsburgh in a lot of ways because it's yeah. from the same scene at, yeah. released oh, yeah. at a very similar yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Pittsburgh was probably released just after that, but mm. you know, released at around the same sort of time is what we were listening to at the same age. But I mm. think you can tell from those songs and you can tell from the trajectory of the bands since since these albums that they released on as well. I think yeah. Blessed With A Curse is a song is really well written, even if you don't necessarily I like was the first say, bits. I think structurally and like all of the choices that they've made, like everything works. Lyrics as well. I, think, I remember the lyrics. I loved, I loved the, because um, the way it's, I think that's the thing about the genre as well. It's, it's always like, it's not just what they say, it's how they've said it as well. Like the, yeah. everything I touch turns to stone. The fact that they've chosen to repeat that and like the turns to stone is like a gang vocal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like you th- can, that I whole... think you can just tell the level, the level of like musicianship that, yeah. that Brimley have got, even yeah, at this yeah, stage yeah. of their career is like way above. Mm. Whereas like that affliction. Pittsburgh song sounded like um, a band performing a song that's been written. Whereas yeah. Bring Me sounded like they were performing a song they've collectively created. Yeah. It's got Does more that make sense? Of... Yeah. yeah, definitely. Like it, it feels, I think it feels more like art than Pittsburgh. I'm not saying like, oh, it's like I feel like we're slating you know I mean? Pittsburgh, but yeah, like no, I just I, think I, like you yeah. can though at this point. Yeah, like, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. There's no point in beating around the bush. Like, um, you can definitely see the the creative and also like obviously the trajectory of both bands. Like, I don't know, some people might not never have heard of Amity Affliction, whereas, um, to be honest, you probably have to be living under. A fair rock, fair hefty rock. Um, yeah. If you were our age and hadn't heard heard of Bring Me the Horizon, not necessarily listened to them, but heard of them, hundred um, percent. Yeah. And the bit that actually caught me off guard, which actually gave me tingles, was um, the bit at the end, like you said, Tay, like the crescendo, big heavy crescendo, huge like solo, huge like drum fills and stuff like that, and then it just has the not even the chord, it has the tail off of the delay of the note. So it's like, bub, 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 bub. and yeah. I was like, oh, that was a really nice. And that's another interesting thing about like music from here is like that, like if the peaks and troughs of a song where you mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily expect them. Like you'd expect a song like that to like, you've got a clean intro, bills, 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 big crescendo. And then that's it. Boom, rap. Whereas like, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it peters off in a way that you wouldn't expect, but fits the song even better. I think yep. it would have been a shame if they crescendoed this song with a big heavy outro, you know? Um, mm. So, yeah. Kingsy. Considering the beginning bit. Considering the beginning bit, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, it Kingsy, almost comes full circle. Kingsy's Tomatoes. Yeah, it does actually, yeah. It's it's a cinematic. It's a cinematic. Yeah. yeah, Isn't it? Um, Kingsy's Tomatoes. For track Kingsy's four. Tomatoes. I've changed this a couple of times. Um, <laughs> it it could have gone... It, to me, anyway, I'm no expert on this, but to me, I felt as though it almost, they were purposely holding back just a touch and it could have gone a little bit heavier. Um, but I've gone for, gone for an 80 percenter. 80 percenter? It's, it's okay. very strong still. Interesting to hear what's changed your decision, why you've changed it a couple of times. Um. I get that doing a rating, like a figurehead rating, is quite difficult. Like I'd find that difficult even now to like mm-hmm. put them into a percentage rating out of 100. It's not a very easy thing to kind of 
kind of do. Because uh, there's so just many different reasons why you would say, give yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just yeah, interested to see, like, where was it at first? Like, what was the first, literally, like, off the top of your head, you went, boom, okay, give it a percentage. What was 78. You put sound seven. So what improved it to an 80? Um, well, initially, my first thoughts, like, the bit that I said was cringy. Mm. I was like, oh, no, nah, this this not for me if it carries on like this. Yeah. Um, but obviously, it got better from there. Sure. And the more that, like the chorus, it grew on me, and then the end bit, it was picking itself up, picking itself up. Um, and yeah, it's not stuck in my head, like the song and, and the melody and stuff, not still in my head anymore. Um, I don't know if that's because I went for a wee uh, in between now. Um, <laughs> Quite but, possibly. But I don't know, just the, the end bit, brought it back a couple of ratings um it's mm, not i didn't yeah. like it as much as catch fire yeah but it was streets ahead of pittsburgh and yeah for me i preferred it to the goose song yeah by i can see that polyphia that's the one but yeah it's and it's interesting as well um putting the rating during like you're listening to the song it, it's a demonstration of which I think sometimes I do is like you listen to the, you know, if you're like fiddling through an album and you're like, right, let's just get a gauge of what this is like. You listen mm -hmm. to the first 30 seconds of each song. It really cannot tell you the entirety of the song. Not at all. Know? Not at all. Um, and yeah. I think that was, I, I did that with Catch Fire. So Catch Fire, I, I listened to for the first time properly uh, when Sam and I were like, oh, we'll, we'll um, come up with some songs to cover on guitar. And, I listened to the first part of it and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll listen to that in a bit. And then I went on and, and I was like, oh, I, I like, I don't really rate the song to a high extent. Like it's just a pretty average song, but you know, I'll, I'll learn it, whatever. And then went on a dog walk and listened to it all the way through. And it got to like the ending and I was just like, wow. Do you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden I couldn't stop listening to the song. And it's a prime example of, you know, um, there's been countless songs when I've done that, when I've listened to the beginning and thought I understand the song and then listen mm -hmm. to it in its entirety and it's a completely different picture. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't know if this will explain it very well. You know, if you ever went to um, an open school day, like say you're moving schools or something and you go to look around the school and you kind of get mm -hmm. an idea for the school, but then, uh, and then you go to the school actually as a student and you go and yeah. your uh, perception of the school, like your visual perception of the school is completely different. Like when you see it as a, um, not as a guest, but like someone that doesn't know the buildings, you're looking at all the buildings, it's all like, Ugh. but then when you're actually there going there every day, your perception of it is completely changed. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like visually? Yeah. It feels like yeah. a different place in a way. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you could say that with music. So penultimate track here, my last track to give to you, to gift to you, Taylor, as I am <laughs> so kind. Um, this one is uh, not from when Sam and I were kids or anything. This is actually, it's a band that Sam introduced to me and instantly with a song fell in love with and then decided to put on the albums and, and explore further and then found this song. And so it's, it's a very recent, I'd say like in the last month. Mm -hmm. And I'm absolutely like beside myself with the fact that i know this band now like 
they just they they encompass a huge amount of i think how sam would put it like the classic max like if you play it you're like oh literally you can honestly just tell that i'd love it straight away like there's no doubt about it um so I, I don't want to go into anything because I don't want to give you preconceptions or anything. I just I, I think it's better just to, for you to just listen to it. Okay. So um, we're go. It's a band called Leprous, and for those listening, uh, that's spelled L-E-P-R-O-U-S. Leprous, um, and the song is Below. Let's give it a listen. Memory. 
Lovely welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That was Leprous, a uh, song called Below, I think, the, the opening track to their album, Taylor Kingham. First impressions, please. Matty's voice is very cool, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Insane, <laughs> first it? impression, yeah, his voice is nuts, isn't it? Yeah, that was cool. I like that. Um, it sounded very much like a Bond theme. I was literally yeah. about to say, I, I really got the impression. I was literally thinking, like, the the melodies sound like a Bond theme. But mm. also, I was like, can you imagine them being, like, uh, you know, like, they always have, like, the opening track to, to the Bond. So, like, they, they, they would smash it. It's yeah. all the orchestral bits that yeah, sound like Bond. That's well. yeah. the thing as well. Like awesome. The violin in the background and the up and down. Like Max says the peaks and troughs of the of the whole song. Yeah, yeah, very much like a, oh, I forget his bloody name. What is it? The one who done the theme for Casino Royale, Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell. That's the one. It sounded, it sounded like good. something like what he would have done. Yeah, because that's very like big and heavy impact, and then all of a sudden it just peters off, and then he's just mm. like singing the verse, isn't he? And then it's like big impact again. Yeah, it's yeah. very like the dynamics of the song aren't flat, are they? Yeah. I wouldn't say it was heavy though. I was expecting from today more like screamy, shouty, angry, <laughs> as opposed to what I've got the majority of. We could been... do that next time. We're more, we're more well, than happy to show that... some deathcore. Should to show yeah. some. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, what... that's what I was expecting. Honestly, <laughs> what was the one I was? I said to you, Sam, um, yesterday. Well, Should we do that one? Yeah, thy art and um. What's that? Oh, Lost in the Static. Yeah, Lost in the Static. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, we thought we, we could you know, do those another time. Yeah, we could do those another time. But we want it to be fair. And, um, fair enough. I, I, I didn't want to just give you uh, a barrage of songs that you're like, fucking hell. Yeah, we like, the, hell. you don't want to let <laughs> show you like six songs and you should just be like, well... None of what? them are anything that I would ever listen to again. Whereas I'd like to think that there might be songs that we've we've shown today that are like, okay, you know, I could get could get into this. Oh, um, definitely. So, yeah, but Sam, I'd be interested to hear what because I know I've shown you, you show me Leprous, yeah, um, and then I said to you, oh, I've listened to this other album, listened to this song, and you've listened to that, but I, I'm guessing you haven't actually listened to Below a huge amount. Um, I no, I'd listened to it a couple of times before this, so yeah. I knew the song. Yeah, um, yeah. It, I think it's awesome. It's like a full-on cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. It like takes yeah. you on like a full journey. Yeah, um, 
it's just, yeah, I think it's incredible. Um, and before you give your rating, Tay, I'd just like to let you know that they're actually yes, Scandinavian. I was going to say, um, I was about to say that. Yeah. To give you an extra 2%, oh, yeah. Tay, they're from Norway. <laughs> are they? Uh, I don't I know but, if you were aware, mate, that was Floki doing the vocals. Is that his name, is it? No. <laughs> oh, I was going to say. <laughs> Floki the uh, <boat> builder. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Taylor. Yes, Kings these tomatoes, what are we saying? And like I said, um, I don't want you crowd pleasing. I know yeah, we have yeah. this uh, this co- this goal, and I'm not going to be upset on the podcast if we don't hit an 85. I want I I, I want to hear your because I'd be very interested to see how you rate this one. So I'd like an I'd like a Kingsley's honest opinion, which is uh, re- Kingsley's tomatoes are renowned for being brutally honest uh, throughout. So brutal honest um, opinion. Uh, you know me. If I don't like something, I don't like it, and I'll I'll, I'll tell you yeah. that I did like. It had all the sort of elements that I like. It was loud. It was there was a lot going on. Fellas' sure. voice is very pleasant, and the violin that ties it all together is right up my street. Um, and they're from Norway, which obviously bumps it up two ratings. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, not really. Um, I've given it a score of eighty-eight. By far, the best song. by far the best song I've heard today. Jeez. Wow. By far. I don't know why I've not gone for a 90. Maybe the crowd-pleasing element has made me keep it down a bit. But that was, yeah, yeah that's the best song I've heard today. By, I, by I have to say, song. out of all of these that we're bringing forward, I'd say that's the most Taylor-pleaser. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's... I, I'm not surprised at all that that's no. the highest... I was yeah, expecting no. that one to be the highest, probably. Yeah. Because yeah, because it's got that element of, I feel like, this kind of music, the bits that you like, are the ones that literally could be like a James Bond theme. Like They're like a yeah. bit heavy, bit gritty, driven, potentially like classical vibes, mm. cinematic-y, and not too over the top as well. Yeah, this song's got like everything um, that any, any music fan would like. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's not. Higher. It's not even. Yeah, it's not. It's. This isn't a song for people that like metal. This is a song for anyone that likes music. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I've <laughs> been. I've been so excited to bring it onto the show since yeah. discovering it, and um, I feel like this is a good way of of introducing it. So yeah, that was penultimate song, Leprous below with a rating, uh, a Kingsley Tomato rating of eighty eight percent. Um, now, although it might not be. Uh, a Kingsley Tomato higher than 88. We've got an absolute corker getting brought in by Mr. O'Ball to finish things off. Uh, care yes, to do the honours of the unveiling? So sir? this one, mate, it's, it is probably not going to get as high a score as 88, I don't think, based on <clears throat> what we've heard already. But I'm wanting to bring it because the whole point was that we were trying to show music that we like and stuff mm-hmm. that, yeah, just sort of, diversifying the audience yeah yeah and i I think this this band are probably one of for me and you one of but in general possibly the biggest and best metalcore band (sighs) full stop not i wouldn't say they necessarily are our favorites but they are i think the biggest metalcore band of like the metalcore era personally yeah yeah Um, yeah, and this song is, is is one of the best metalcore songs of all time so I thought I have to kind of bring this. 
Yeah, it's got to be done. It's got to be done. And it's going to be an inc- incredible crescendo to the show. Um, what we'll do, we'll go away and listen to it. We'll talk about it and then we'll play it for you guys at the end. So bear with us two seconds. So, Sam O'Boyle, last song, Kill Switch Engage, End of Heartache. Yes. Um, we've all listened to it just now and you guys are going to listen to it at the end. Mr. Taylor Kingham, the final song of our six-song saga. Six-song saga. Um, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that was very good. You um, like that? Yeah, that was cool. I, I really like that. I really like that. And to be honest, knowing what you guys listen to, or what I'm used to you listening to, I would have called that more of a soft entry than anything else. This is the sort of thing I Fair. was expecting. I know I've said that a couple of times, but this this is properly... <clears throat> if you were going to show me some songs to get into the heavier stuff, this would be like the starting line. Sure. Like yeah, to yeah, build yeah. up to I it. Because there was yep. it was heavy enough to like get you used to it and get you into it. There wasn't an, an awful lot of screaming. Um but when it was done, it was done at the most appropriate time, at like the top of the chorus, so that it had the most impact. Yeah. Sure. Um and I like the the whole oh, I've said it before, but I like the whole hi hat thing constantly in the background. Like keeping the tip, keeping the like the rhythm. Yeah, I, I really yeah. like that. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, Very prevalent in metal music. Good yeah. old crash. Yeah. yeah. No, I really like that, and yeah, it's it. That's more of what I was expecting from today. So cool. maybe if we're going to do this sort of thing again, bet like to to build up to the heavier stuff. This is Go with this something is, more more on that theme. Yeah, this is this would be my sort of start. If I was going to go deeper into what you guys are more into, mm-hmm. this would be where I'd sort of dip my toe in, so to speak. I thought you might kind of like it a bit because it it reminds me of like a WWE entrance song. Literally, I was thinking that <laughs> it sounds like an entrance music. Like an edge or something. He was like, pick an entrance seat for the bouncy castle and that. (laughs) (laughs) This is is the sort of thing I would pick. Yeah. Yeah. To give you context, ladies and gentlemen, um, once (laughs) COVID is all over, um, Glenn and I, a good friend of ours, um, will be moving into a house um, elsewhere with quite a sizable garden, might I add. So the first uh, thought that came to mind for Glenn was, well, we've obviously got to host the boys' barbecue. And on top of that, we've got to have a bouncy castle boxing ring and we've all got to pick our own um in intros and and stuff like that so i i'd say yeah is that that's that would be a banging intro yeah, song to cool. thump be out intro. coming out yeah yeah um i i i 100 agree in terms of i don't think um that this the the point of the songs we brought forward haven't been like let's try and get tay into our music however Kill Switch Engage End of Heartache is definitely a song I would show you if I was like, right. Because I, I, I guess I'd naturally, if I was trying to get someone into the genre, I'd naturally go down the, the, the route that I went. And I think Sam and I were very similar in as much that I'd go like, right, okay, let's go a little bit of Three Days Grace, a little bit of Rise Against. Do you know what I mean? Like that sort of mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know what genre you call that sort of stuff, but like, Little, yeah, like a, a little bit of 
like heavier vocals here and there, but like, but just still very like heavy guitar, heavy guitar work for that kind of gateway stuff. Mm. Um, and then end of heartache would be after that kind of stuff. You then go into this this section. Yeah, because it's, I feel it's like metal. there are sections. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and then I think from from end of heartache, once you get into that kind of stuff, you then. Uh, I don't think it's really fair for us to kind of channel you down a route. I think that's when you start exploring subgenres of the genre. Yeah, you'd, you'd, probably, you'd probably listen to a couple more kinds of songs which have got a more heavily screaming, sure. you know, and then from there you would then expand outwards, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But I mean, interesting then, King, what your yeah. um, the final King C. Tomato rating is. It is an interesting one. Because, I'm, because I've made notes... Not that I'm that sad. Um, <laughs> and, I've, and, I'm, and I'm looking at the percentages that I've given each one. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had to change one of them so that this fits more appropriately in like the order. So okay, I've dropped fine. Catch Fire. Catch Fire is now an 82 for anyone out there keeping notes in case yep. it becomes a regular thing. Um, and I've made this one 85 and I've kept leprous at 88 nice okay so, so it's, it's okay. definitely definitely the second best song and this and below by leprous are clearly the best two songs i've heard today which but, i'm happy i'm happy with the order we've picked then sam because yeah think yeah we have so, gone so from, the best or last yeah yeah i think and i think we've gone again i'm not trying to literally slag off amity affliction but i think we went from worst to best from in terms of that first song not obviously them playing goose and catch fire yeah yeah, uh, yeah. because i think pittsburgh might have like thrown you off you would probably thought okay that's the kind of thing i was expecting for this podcast and you listen to it and you're like oh you know it's not really settling in as much as i mm. thought it might and then we've kind of thrown in the goose and catch fire where you're like huh what and then we've given you a familiar band with an unfamiliar sound and then we've gone for the kingsy pleaser and then yeah. we've gone for <laughs> right welcome to the show my sir <laughs> yeah. uh, the kill, kill switch engage end of heartache um so just give us give us a lowdown then just before we um tail this off and we we play the final song of the show um give us in order of, of percentage of kingsy tomatoes ratings uh of the songs then for that ranking right so pittsburgh i went for a 68 mm-hmm. it, it was pleasant i wouldn't skip it if you're, it aver- on, you're, you're average you're was... looking but i'm not going to shag you yeah. <laughs> I yeah. might do if I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> it depends how drunk. Um, yeah. Goose, I would have to be slightly less drunk, but still I would have had to have had some. But kind uh, of like a bit that's quirky. A, yeah, it, that's a 72. Um, I'll do it in like the order we listen to. Um, and then Catch Fire was sure. an 82. It was nice. It was pleasant. It, you know, it would get the job done. Um Bless with a curse to bring me the horizon. I feel like I might have been a little bit harsh with that, but it's just how I felt at the time. It yeah, you've got to be honest. Yeah. Um, I felt like with that one, they were holding back a little bit and it probably would have benefited from them not holding back and really dropping the hammer and going for it. Okay. Um, below by, Lepra- by Leprous. That was class. That was on about me being a crowd pleader. pleaser. That was uh, yeah. a guest pleaser. Definitely. Huh. I feel like you put that in there just because you knew I was going to think that was class. 
<laughs> and then Partially. the end of heartache, the end of the show, um, spot on. You, you, yeah. 85, you definitely picked the best two for last, definitely. Yeah. That's oh, really good. No, it's it, fantastic. I'm glad we haven't got any sort of like below 60. I'd have been, I was going to say, if I think g- all of those scores are pretty yeah. fair if, if, and pretty good. If you good. gave a 60, I'd have gone, all right, it's just not your cup of tea. But anything below 60, I'd have been like, because you can, you can give a song a 60, I feel, and mm. appreciate it, but not enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, I mean, there were no dogs. I would listen to all of them, but I wouldn't. There's only a couple there that I would go out of my way to listen to again yeah. and, like, sit yeah. there and enjoy it. And you've also, unfortunately, Kingsy, um, you've shot yourself in the foot because I feel like this has flowed really nicely and it's a good idea for uh, doing again at some point. And you saying, oh, I feel like Bring the Horizon are holding back. We're going to fuck you up. (laughs) We are going to fuck you up, player. Um, We'll we'll hit you with a bit of... I'm not... I was thinking of doing like the the gateway, like like I said, the rise against and and three days grace. Fuck that. We're going to go... We're going to go sepaternal, epic, uh, bring me the horizon. We're going to go... What's it? After the burial. Bloody... Die art is murder. Chelsea grin. Yeah, honestly, mate, you're, do it. Ne- do it. Next episode, it. next episode is going to bend you over. Um, you will not enjoy a second of it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we will. But we, we will. will. <laughs> we will. So, um, well, um, first things first, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. If you've got this far, um, I hope you enjoyed. Um, if you have any recommendations uh, for potentially something we could do. In terms of the three of us, because obviously it's not going to be uh, a common dynamic uh, for every episode, but it's definitely something we like to to revisit every now and again um, to bring in and just like I said, give an interesting dynamic. Um, uh, if if you're enjoying it, see maybe what we could present uh, Mr. Kingsley with, or if you want to do it the other way around, then you know maybe um, we I, I introduce something that or songs that I know neither of them have heard. Uh, or something like that. I feel like that could be quite interesting because then you're putting their percentages against each other. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. But so first things first, uh, Mr. and Ball, thank you ever so much for the for the help um, in directing all. directing this and and uh, presenting Kings. Thank you very songs. much for asking me to come on. Yeah, it's been Enjoyed it's been that. good fun. I'm sure we will see you again very soon. And um, as our most frequent reoccurring guest, Mr. Hey. King, it's always a pleasure. Um, Thank you for being so honest and, and, and tagging along for the whole six songs. I appreciate right, your ears. Mate. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah. So thank you very much, you two, for coming on. I'm sure we'll all see you again. And ladies and gentlemen, thank, again, thank you ever so much for listening. Uh, don't forget to give us a follow at c.in.color on Instagram. Give us a follow. Give us a message. Uh, let's see what you're doing, uh, what you're listening to. Uh, let's finish this off then with the final song um, of today. It's Kill Switch Engage. End of hike. Here we go. Big love.
true. 